Welcome to this episode of the Going Off Topic Podcast, brought to you podcast hosts who have faked it until this episode. Big reveal. That's right. We're about as authentic as George Washington's teeth. <laughs> I'm Brandon. And I'm Chris. And we are Going Off Topic. Welcome back, listeners. Another round of stay-at-home and quarantine episode for y'all. We're always in separate spaces, but we're all together in our hearts, of course, and also through the magic of editing. Um, and welcome again, Chris, and uh, our other guests as well. Uh, uh, welcome back to Matt. How's it going? Matt, last name. Hey, yeah, guys. Matt, How name. you doing? Not too bad. Pretty, yeah. pretty good for the most part. How have you been, Matt? Yeah. Still trying to stay sane. <laughs> yeah, same here. I really enjoyed that George Washington comment. You know, oh yeah. Uh, fun fact about George Washington's teeth: uh, it's a common misconception that it was made out of wood. In fact, there's research that seems to indicate that uh, his teeth were actually made out of a whole bunch of different things. He had he was known for having bad teeth, like before he was thirty, and he basically really? tried a bunch of different. Uh, dentures, including some that might have had human teeth, cow teeth, horse teeth, ivory, uh, Hmm. lead tin, copper alloy, uh, silver alloy. Uh, so lead, uh, yeah, lead tin alloy. Wait a minute, Chris, are you, are you trying to tell me that George Washington was the 18th century tooth fairy? He just stole a bunch of teeth and like put them in his own mouth and didn't give any change back. (laughs) That's uh, that appears to be the case, and so in addition to being our first president, he was also the the tooth fairy. Yep. He got that thing going for everybody. So we have Dang. we have to thank George Washington for a lot, really. Man, every day's a school day, man. I swear, every day's a school day. Sci- <laughs> scientific historical podcast going off topic, getting more titles and not as authentic. But you know, what? we're trying, all right? We are trying. <laughs> so, Chris, I actually had a question for you. Okay, um, yeah, sure. So. During this stay-at-home stuff, obviously we've been trying to like you know occupy ourselves and everything like that. And yeah. uh, I was wondering, have you become like kind of narcissistic and listened to the old episodes to make yourself feel better <laughs> about the whole thing? Because I, I don't know, I feel like I have an itch to like you know correct the episodes that we've done before and make them better. But I don't think I can do that. Okay, uh, me narcissistic—that seems ridiculous. I'm too good hmm. of a person to be narcissistic in any way i mean i have it all figured out i know exactly what i'm Mm -hmm. doing so i would never ever need to be narcissistic because i'm the best oh yeah what's your favorite thing about yourself oh gosh it's just so hard to think about what i like about myself the (laughs) most because there's just so many things to like about myself really i mean i'm pretty likable matt Matt. i would say you're Matt. what's the best thing about chris oh yeah matt why don't you Uh, tell me (laughs) I would say his shoulders. Oh my gosh. You know what? I looked in the mirror just the other day and I said, Chris, you have some doggone nice shoulders. I can tell you. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm not certain about the best part about him, but I know the worst part is the personality. Tell me. Tell us the worst part. Yeah. mm, Yikes. That's like your. Or maybe the puns. That's like your opinion. uh, And I respect your opinion, however (laughs) wrong it may be on every single level. Uh, both factually and from an opinion standpoint. Uh, but, mm-hmm. you know, hey, people have opinions, so that, do it. That is true. People you do have opinions. 
<laughs> you know, uh, speaking of shoulders, I actually have started uh, in this quarantine doing yoga. Uh, really? Yeah. Oh, really? Because, uh, you know, I just want to get some better circulation after sitting in my chair for hours and hours. Uh, so I decided to, uh, but I don't really know where to start. So of course I'm just like, okay, I'll go to YouTube and see what I can find. And, you know, I'm like scrolling through the yoga workouts on YouTube and all yep. these basic, like a bunch of girls and they all look really incredibly flexible. And I'm just like, okay, I'm maybe not at that level yet. Maybe, maybe not the right. first session I go for that. Uh, so I keep <laughs> scrolling and I find one that says yoga workout for men. And I'm like, Hey, I, that, that sounds like more up my alley right hey. there. I'm a guy. <laughs> I'm a guy. That works. And so I click on this uh, this uh, video, and I immediately know I've made a horrible mistake. As the oh. video starts, it's this guy who's standing in what appears to be some hut in a jungle somewhere, and he or a jungle paradise basically. And he has his hands together, and he's like, he's just he's like this this tatted up white guy. And he's like, yep. hello, greetings from Bali. And I'm like, okay, oh. nope, I'm out. This is <laughs> this is already this is already going bad. And it cuts to like a like their intro, and it's like him and his really attractive, I think, girlfriend, wife, who also does yoga, and right. the two of them doing yoga together. And then he starts, and I'm I'm with him for a little bit. He's like, okay, I like to start off with stretches. I'm like, okay, I can follow that. Stretches, I got that. Right. And then we're getting into the actual workout. And he's like, and from this position, you can do a handstand if you'd like. And I'm like, no, no, I'm, I'm good. I'm not going to try the handstand. I'm barely keeping one foot up in the air while you're doing this right now. So He's, he's kind of shaming uh, you into the doing the handstand. Yeah, so I, I can't right. remember what his name was. Uh, I, you know, I feel like I need to work up to the handstand, um, and maybe that mm-hmm. can be a continuing uh, progression is to eventually get the handstand. Uh, but yeah. as of right now, uh, it's a hard no. Uh, I, I didn't even complete the workout. I did 30 minutes of it, and that was that was it. Hey, that's 30 minutes that was spent on yoga, but that it wasn't before. So I mean, you have that. That's true. The other thing that the other thing they talk about is they talk about breathing a lot in yoga. And clearly, mm. I'm not at that stage yet because my breathing is erratic as hell. So it's like, okay, breathe in when you do this, and then breathe out when you do that. And I'm just like. <sighs> <laughs> the entire time i'm totally not one of those people who can like uh you know have a meditation period any sort of oh, silence I... I remember uh oh yeah my senior year of college our professor would have us do like a five minute meditation in the beginning of every class and what class was it for uh cooking i don't remember thesis or something like that thesis oh, okay. <laughs> yeah <laughs> And, uh, and everyone was so into it, you know, oh, I love starting off class and re- relaxing and, and just meditating, yeah. being one with the moment. I have to say that five yeah. minutes was the most stressful of my week every time. Because <laughs> as soon as I'm not being distracted, my mind just starts reeling. That's oh, when yeah. the voices show up. The other thing is that I have, uh, y- yeah, voices, uh, <laughs> hmm. Yeah, you guys get the voices, right, when it's quiet? Yeah. And they all start coming? No. Chris. And they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't stop coming, and they don't oh, stop the coming. The voice no. is literally just smash mouth in your head. <laughs> hey, now, you're an all-star. <laughs> I've had all-star stuck in my head for 10 years. <laughs> since since the first time I saw Shrek. Yes. <laughs> you know, it's funny, because, like... um. 
you know, because like I, I've seen like more like yoga like being like promoted like in the past like five years more than any other time in my life, and I'm like, oh, that's great. Yeah. You know, like you know, different kinds of like ways to exercise and also better yourself and everything like that. But then like, have you guys ever seen like you know unique kinds of yoga like where the ones were like oh it's alcohol yoga it's like oh bring a beer and like every time you stretch you know take a sip it's like that seems kind of like it's very counterproductive you can't just add any prefix to yoga yeah (laughs) yeah exactly we could have D &D yoga okay your turn now do a chaturanga while you roll up uh, your attack (laughs) (laughs) so wait like if you like rolled high or something like that like you don't have to stretch like as much, but like if you roll low, you have to stretch for like a longer period of time. So it's like, oh boy, I hope I roll high, so I have to like stretch as long. <laughs> okay, you're rolling a death roll. Now go into your downward dog. <laughs> the thing I the thing I do have to say about yoga is I've been I've been working out for a while and I do a bunch of different like I have like a weight routine that I do pretty regularly and I'll do a different kind of cardio. But yeah, keep yoga bragging. Just hits. Okay, like I said, you know the shoulders. <laughs> <Not a big laughs> uh, what what really the thing about yoga is it's kind of it just hits differently. It it kind of hmm. once I am done with a yoga workout, it's like a different kind of sore and it's like a different kind of fatigue. But it's like a nice fatigue. If that's uh, hmm. people who do yoga, I'm sure they'll understand and they can tell you more all about right. it. But that's well, just something I well, noticed after. Uh, uh, two sessions of yoga, so take take my word for it, if you will. Yeah, it's like kind of like running after a long run. I mean, at least, at least in my circumstance, like after a very long run, the fatigue feels so like relaxing. I don't know how to describe it either. Like it's you just feel like you know you can just like lie down, but like you feel like an absolute like you know your endorphins are just going everywhere, and like you just feel amazing afterwards. So, like maybe that's like a yeah. similar kind of feeling. Maybe like I don't know because I because I, I love doing a long run and like afterwards, I'm just like. <sighs> yeah, my my good. plan is to be able to do a back bend on command after this. Huh? Seems useful, any, right? Any, any reason, I mean, Chris, why you might do that? Well, you never know when people are going to ask you do a back bend right now. I don't think you can do it, and then just to hit Chris, him with a back bend. Chris, can you do a back bend for us right now? Let's see it. Uh, yeah, like I could totally do a back bend right now. Like, yeah, let me just go do it real quick. Wow, he's doing it. Dude, whoa, whoa, whoa. I wasn't expecting this. Whoa, jeez. Chris. Oh, no. Dude, okay. Oh, Wait, uh, I'm stuck. He he's having trouble. Oh, guys, oh, guys, he's no. locked. Guys, I can't oh, get out of this. Geez. Oh, no. I, I've never seen the human body collapse like that. Oh, oh. God. Oh, why did I do this? <laughs> I should have listened to the guy from Bali. I'm not ready yet. All right, so we can go ahead this, and mute. This was for the listeners. We can mute him and keep going, Brandon. Yeah, it sounds good, Matt. Okay. All right. Oh my uh, good luck gosh, there, buddy. I can oh. see my vertebrae. Chris, if you can reach your phone, please mute or, or end the call. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Jeez, some people just so disrespectful, oh, aren't they? I know. Like you figured, like you know, we're on we're on a professional podcast. We're on a professional like you know interview here, and then we got my co-host over here like fooling around and just like you know doing a backbend and like you know his invertebrate sticking out. Like I mean, come on, that's not professional at all. I think you're leading <laughs> into a professional segue. Could you guys send me some Andy Caps hot fries? I'm going to be down here for a while. Amazon sells a 48-pack of one-ounce uh, bags. I, How are I'll you go with that. I'll swallow upside down. I'll figure it out, yeah. Matt, okay? All right. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. What about what about um the tube? Would that work? That way he doesn't have to taste We're it. We have he to just fire go right into it stomach? into his mouth so that it shoots up his esophagus. <laughs> <laughs> 
some sort of <laughs> marshmallow like, gun like, or something yeah that sounds like a yes. new sentence on like the subreddit new sentences that right there shoot it up <laughs> his mouth into his esophagus <laughs> oh gosh <laughs> Yeah, we'll probably have to cut that. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> Let's get the segue started. I think our banter was better in the in the first one. Do you normally talk so meta with all the rest of your guests? I feel like last time we just did it. Uh, not as much. I mean, we do a little bit, but like, uh-huh. you know, this is a little bit more controlled though. Less like, you know, uh, bouncing around. You know, like there's yeah. still like a bit of like control over here. And I have a lot to talk about with each, you know, thing and have it all laid out. So right. like, I, I'm good. Okay. So. And I mean, Chris isn't on jacked up on, you know, uh, wait, what do you call it? Uh, what's that one coffee that's like really strong? Uh, Death Wish coffee. Death Wish coffee. That's what it was. Yeah. Have you guys ever tried that? I don't really drink coffee. I I have a uh, Starbucks, uh, the, uh, the bags you can buy from grocery stores, some French roast. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. What is it? Nice. It's, uh, the the dark wish dark wish coffee that's what's called death wish the death dark- wish yeah death wish yeah <laughs> okay it's like I don't even know why they sell it either it's like, like edgy uh, people trying it's to be cool. it's it's drank by uh, heavy metal artists all over the world oh, okay right I would think yeah. they just drink monster that's like what about death wish pretty two thousand six so <laughs> <laughs> wait I thought that was Red Bull. Well, that's the last time I listened to metal, so there you go. <laughs> yes. Uh, we could just, you know, talk all day about, you know, coffee, energy drinks, and 2006 primetime, but I figured we'd go into our holiday of the day today, Da-da! which happens to be Monday, May 11th, which, Chris, I think you're really going to like this holiday. I bet uh, I will. Why don't you tell me, Brandon? Today is National Eat What You Want Day. Yeah. They're making that a holiday yep. now? Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> we needed permission for that. I thought they called that <laughs> Monday. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, so how are you going to celebrate? Whole, you know, I, I I don't know. I mean, I, I, there's like a lot of choices I can do because well, you got to start know, thinking can, about it. Monday's coming quick. Well, Monday's already here, Chris. Like it's re- it's upload day. Yeah, I mean, as in it's 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 already upon us. Exactly. So I can you know make something myself, bake it, cook it. I can order it for like takeout or I can reheat it until the middle is kind of warm. Sorry, the outsides are kind of warm, but the middle is still cold. So either way, I'm still eating what I want. You could have a nice hot bowl with some cold food. <laughs> <laughs> um, but what would you guys actually eat for today later once this uh, episode is done? Like what would you guys like just like, you know what? I want to eat this for dinner or whatever. I think this is just the quarantine meal plan. You know, you gotta you gotta eat your sorrows somehow, or it's either eating or drinking. And uh, hmm. for yeah, me, it's there's both, no in between. Yeah. So, but the question is, if you plan it, if you if you say what you're going to want to eat, is that really right. what you want to eat, or is that what you wanted to eat? Do you feel like you were pressured to make a decision yeah. like that? Right. Yeah. And like, is there likely, more pressure today? Yeah. Yeah, because, you know, it's like, it's the day's almost done. It's like, you know, like, we're, we're almost the end of the day with this podcast, and we still haven't eaten what we want to eat, really. I mean, unless we do, but I, I don't know how you guys' days went. I don't know. This freedom <laughs> is surprisingly restricting. Yeah. Hmm. Whoa, that's a powerful line there, Matt. Thank you. So, oh. my, uh, <laughs> what, what I'm going to go with is one, uh, 
quarantine dish uh, that I have found to be quite uh, uh, appetizing uh, during this whole pandemic. Uh, mm-hmm. I have basically taking I take a tortilla and I put it yep. put it on the griller. And uh, I put uh, some uh, shredded cheese, or if you want to get really fancy, uh, some block cheese that you cut onto it. You make it into like a line, and then you put some, uh, you know, you can put some, uh, I I am at the point where I'm using deli meat, because that's what I've got. Mm. So I put uh, some rolled up turkey deli meat on top of that, and then I put in some seasonings for some like Mexican food, so it's got like kind of like a Mexican food taste to it, and some sauce, some hot sauce. And I heat that sucker up till the cheese is melted. And when you take the tortilla off, uh, you, when you fold it over, there's like a crusty bottom. So there's like a crunch to it, too. Ooh. And that's been kind of my go-to the past couple days. You just and described a generic quesadilla. Yeah, but like no, there's more no. work put into quesadilla it. No, quesadilla has a top and a bottom. This one is just literally one tortilla that you put all the stuff on, you watch it melt, and then you roll it up. That seems like a lot of work just for one tortilla. No, it's it's literally like five minutes. It's, it does not even Wait, cook you, that you long. you roll it up? Uh, after you take or it. Or you fold it over. Well, you know, whatever whatever kind of dexterity you use for rolling up your tortilla. <laughs> is, well, as long as you make it. Why am I not surprised you did that? <laughs> what, whatever your Chris dexterity like skills are. Scalding his hands, rolling it up in the pan. <laughs> Oh my gosh. <laughs> I'm telling you, it's it's pretty, pretty good. And obviously it does need to mm. be deli meat. It could be if you, if you've got the good stuff, you can put all kinds of stuff Get it in there. From a butcher or a supermarket. We don't or have if you're anymore. if you're a vegetarian, you know, you can you know, bean substitutes, soy, whatever whatever you want. Mushroom. Mushroom gas station. Tofu, you there you get go. it from. Tofu. Tofu from a gas station? Dude, yeah. that's like Wait, that's real? Tofu in a quesadilla doesn't no. sound Oh, I good. thought you said tofu from a gas station. You know what we that's can what call I it, heard. Chris? What? We can call it a chrysadilla. A cr- Ooh, <laughs> I like that. A chrysadilla. That's like good. That. Yeah, there's some. I knew you'd like that because it's terrible. There's some. Okay. Okay. <laughs> uh, see, this is what I. I thought Wait, I was getting set saying- up for a compliment and I just get shot down. I should have known better Wait. from you, Matt, last name. <laughs> wait are you oh, saying no. that like it's terrible or like terrible as in like you rip the quesadilla tortilla apart well it's a terrible pun mm-hmm. right oh gotcha yeah i didn't know if you were going off of that pun either you know so i just wanted to clarify just you know you, you oh, want to make sure these kind of things yeah um, i think it's so, just a quesadilla though honestly no but, quesadilla you know, yeah. disagree. quesadilla you need two tortillas for this you only need i one. don't think you need two tortillas it could be one tortilla folded over yeah but that's that's kind of kinda, nah, nah. i'm kind of agree with matt here because like you it's still what it is in a sense i think like, the majority of like different americanized mexican foods are just defined by the way the tortilla is folded uh no hi we're going off topic we're about as authentic as a tortilla folded over as a quesadilla <laughs> that's not a real quesadilla any any quesadilla connoisseurs would be like what the get this out of my face get i want two tortillas at, with with goodness between i don't want one that you fold it over what's a what's the difference between a soft taco and a burrito um soft taco there's it's basically folded once 
a burrito is folded many times to as it's being rolled up. But so. you did use the folds to delineate between the two dishes. Yeah, Matt, origami right. comes into Mexican food cuisine quite a bit. Well, our version of it anyway. Right. Yeah. Um, okay, but here's the real question, guys. What's the difference between a quesadilla or a quesadilla? As Napoleon's grandmother used to uh, say. One, uh, one is a uh, middle-aged person in the Midwest cracking a joke, and one is the correct <laughs> way of saying it. <laughs> and so quesadilla is the correct way, right? Yes. I know which one Matt is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for... Oh, for goodness sake, Napoleon, just make yourself a quesadilla. <laughs> I'm sorry. Like, I, I watched that movie not too long ago, and, like, uh, it still holds up, guys. It like, is so funny. It is yes, so it good. You know, oh. the first time I saw that movie, I, just, I don't feel like I laughed once throughout. I just walked away, and I was like, what? And then you watch it a second time, and it's just hilarious. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because you get it, you know so what to well expect. Too. Yeah, yeah, exactly. My favorite, one of my favorite gags is actually in the beginning because, just because like this feels like something like any like high school student would do. That's like a social outcast in some way. Uh-huh. Like you know, Napoleon goes on the bus with full of those elementary school kids, and you know, Napoleon kind of like looks at like the bus driver like down the hallway, <laughs> like the aisle way. You know, yeah. rolls like takes down his window just like a, a bit, figure. looks once and throws the action figure that he had like attached to his string. <laughs> just like and the way he like readjusts like a... in his seat, like he's done this before. Like I know he's ready to go. He's getting in the proper stance. <laughs> My favorite thing about that whole opening scene, the opening shot is literally him standing there, and there's a giant like cobweb. Flowing yes. in the wind, like attached to his hair. <laughs> it just looks so stupid. It's like so realistic. Like oh, I know backwoods, and Midwest, wherever they are. Yeah, it's it's so funny because like this. The last time I watched it, I kind of was like looking for more details, you know, because like the bef- last time I watched it before was like I was like in like an, a sophomore in high school, so like it was a long gap. And then like last month when I watched it again, um, I was looking for more like you know crew set kind of details things. And you can see like the crew members like in reflections of like the bus driving by when the camera really? gets shot by the farmer. It's actually kind of funny. Like wow. it's so like minimal though. Like it's literally yeah. just like a tripod and like two guys behind it, like the cinematographer and the director, I'm assuming. And wow. this is like, wow, that is like so small. I figured there'd be more people or something. It's just <laughs> insane to think that John Heater started there and look at where he is now. Wait, he's here still. No, I was about to say where uh where would that be? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, he he's a good actor too. I, I like his stuff outside yeah. of playing that. Yeah. Like like it just I, I don't know, well, maybe maybe he's done acting. You know, maybe I he, think just, he doesn't want to do it. What was it Bad News Bears? We'll was that the last one? No, no, he's done stuff for like voice acting, I think. Okay. Um, there was even a Napoleon Dynamite TV show that came out like in the twenty tens. Animated? Yeah, the one that was on Fox. Yeah. Huh. It's on Hulu. You can check it out. It's not that bad. That's really best praise I can get. Yeah, because that's what every show goes for is big lettering that says not that bad, says Brandon Pop of going off topic. (laughs) (laughs) You know what? My stamp of approval. I would be honored to receive that rating. (laughs) (laughs) Going off topic podcast. Not that bad. (laughs) 
<laughs> Do you guys write your own reviews? Uh, anyway, I think uh, we had another uh, yes, topic yes. that uh, we were going <laughs> to jump into. Uh, co- uh, yes. Coincidentally, of course. Uh, this is actually going to be the first time where we do this. But Matt, as our guest, you have brought two, count them, two topics for us to discuss. Wow. This is highly irregular. Highly, wow. highly irregular for highly regular times. So I figure, you know, bring it to the table. <laughs> well, um, I was uh, listening to your, not your last podcast, second to last and, oh right, uh, with, uh, with with Isaac. Isaac. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. And Chris and Isaac were talking about animating, and I've, um, I don't know. I don't do a whole lot of character animation, which it sounds like you guys do. But I've done quite a bit of motion graphics, mm-hmm. and I kind of feel the same way you guys do, where it's like I'll make a project and I think it's really great, and then, um, or you know, even like a client is happy with it or what have you, friend, whoever it is, mm-hmm. and yeah. um. Then I look at Instagram or something and I see these <laughs> incredible animations and you're just like, yep. yeah, and that's what you guys were talking about. And I think, though, that everybody probably feels that way. Absolutely. So, like, what would, you, what would you call this then? Like, I think you have to feel that way, but you just have to, in a professional setting, fake it till you make it. Yeah, in a way. I mean, like. With some circum, like it's appropriate to use that in some circumstances than others because obviously, if you fake it till you make it in some other ways, it's probably not that good. Yeah, maybe like not be a fake it like, till you make it doctor. That probably, <laughs> probably would be great for everyone involved. Yeah, depending on the profession, <laughs> right? But I guess more towards like the artistic style or like you know, um, well, I think anything with. It, like it, particularly when you're like applying for jobs or interviewing for jobs. Gosh, that yeah. I mean, they all yeah. say like, "Who's?" <laughs> I should be careful, but you know, whose resume or you know what they say in an interview is entirely accurate. You kind of learn mm. on the job, don't you? Yeah, because yeah, ex- uh, exactly. Uh, and I mean, uh, it, it does seem to be <laughs> the case. I, I I feel like most jobs I've ever worked at, it's been, you know. You have, I, I think the, the job posts are kind of wish lists of, well, if they could do backflips, that might be cool. So, yeah, let's put that in there, too. Right. Uh, maybe maybe if they speak French, like, dude, we like that'd be great if we had somebody who spoke French. Yeah, let's throw that in there, too. And I think it's mostly yeah. one of those things. It's like, oh, yeah, and if you can code or whatever, yeah, put that in there, too, because I suppose that's the job. And then, you know, people show yeah. up and they're like, I can code, but I can't speak French. I can do a somersault. You're hired. That's the best we can get. <laughs> <laughs> somersaults we'll take it so i think it's more of a, a wish list than necessarily a requirement uh, for some for some they are hmm. not joking around and they're like yep we want every single one of these and you know that's right. their prerogative so but, you know it's harder to find the, the right superman candidate. basically yeah, yeah looking for clark yeah. kent at that point <laughs> but we right. could be saying all of this and uh you know, there could be somebody out there that really is all those things. Oh yeah, I'm I'm not doubting it. And they can't even oh, relate. Yeah. yeah. They're like There's always somebody better. Yeah, get good scrubs. The vast, get good, you casuals. The vast majority <laughs> of us are uh you know, mediocre at best. Yeah, that that seems to be the the median. <laughs> yeah. Even I the guess professionals that's... are mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> 
they want to like present it as like you know oh yeah like i plan it's like when um you're looking for something like in a movie you know like oh you know what to like what do those green walls mean in this scene here like is it evoking you know envy or greed or you know like you're seeing like all these things and you're trying to like analyze in a film for instance like that and then the director or like set or set designer is like no, we just needed a color, like you know. <laughs> but like, right. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. It actually does mean that, you know. Like you know, people actually like you know go on to it. Like even like with some authors, I guess. Like even like J.K. Rowling with Harry Potter. Like you know, I there's like some things where she said like I feel like you know, especially with like these Twitter posts she's done. Like I feel like it's more like she's really faking it so she makes it. But you know, she made it a long time ago. She doesn't need to keep doing this kind of thing. But. I don't know, ran over. But. Yeah, so a couple things <laughs> yeah. a couple things on what you said at the beginning, Matt, when you when we started the topic here. Um, I kind of felt the same way uh, in the beginning. Um, I only took one animation class back at, you know, uh, back in college, and uh-huh. that's what got me interested in animation was that class. Uh, so I but that was my senior year. So it was actually my last semester. So it was like on my way out. And it's like, oh, wow, here's something that would have been great to invest time in while I was here. Um, right. So right. it took a big animation for me was on the back burner for a long time. I was doing way more film stuff than actual animation or motion graphics until, you know, really just the past year or so. And <clears throat> right. And, you know, I always found animation to be pretty fun. It's challenging. But I basically, when, when I started, I'd see people do awesome animations and I'd be like, oh man, I want to try to do stuff like that. You know, cool things that'll make people's heads turn and this and that. And you get right. started and you're like, wow, this is a lot more difficult than I thought. I don't even know how to use Adobe Illustrator. You know, like when you're first starting out, I don't know how to use Photoshop, you know? Yeah. And it's like, great. These are two new programs yeah. I got to learn just to do this part of the, just building assets for me to even animate. And right. basically, I got to a point where I, I spent a lot of time learning and, you know, I got a lot better with Photoshop and Illustrator to the point now where I feel incredibly comfortable with both of them. And That's basically, awesome. I took a break from watching really talented artists because there was a part of me that didn't want to deal with the emo- like the ego blow yeah. of, Oh my gosh, I'm right. still nowhere yeah, close. It's... I've made progress and I'm still nowhere in the ballpark. It's so daunting, you know, it is. And it just feels mm-hmm. hopeless. It's at certain things you see. And I felt that way for a good chunk of time until recently. In fact, I would say with even within the past couple months, I decided, Nope, I'm going to start watching the best people in the industry so that I can learn and that I can grow yeah. uh, from from them, you know, and to see because I think that everybody needs like a measuring stick of some kind and in, in pretty much everything they they do. Because if you have a measuring stick, you, you, you know how far you've come and you know how much further you can go. Uh, I mean, just yeah. look at Olympic yeah. records. It's like nobody thinks this time is possible in a sprint or a swim or nobody can throw, you know, the shot put – as far as this person did it, until they did, you know, it's, it's impossible until somebody makes it possible. And so right. that's why I, st- yeah. I decided I need to start learning from the greats in the industry. I need to start watching their stuff, no matter how embarrassing it might be for me, realizing that I'm still far away. Uh, but it's critical to taking that next step. At least that's what I think. So that comes back to faking it till you make it is you pretend you're on that same level, you're right there with them, 
and hmm. you just keep you just keep chugging along until you start to see the quality that reaches their level. And honestly, I think with me personally, I'm incredibly hard on my work. I am the biggest critic oh, of yeah, everything I oh, do. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. A lot of the times I'll look at something I did a year ago that it's like, oh man, I loved it at the time. And then you look at it a year later, you're like, this is too slow. That's very effecty. Yep. That doesn't look realistic. The motion's all wrong there. That's not a normal movement. And you just rip right. it apart. But to somebody who's not constantly watching videos on animation and motion graphics and effects and stuff, they're looking at it and they're like, yeah, it's an animation. Cool. Well, yeah, because there was also um, the viewpoint of like, you're looking at this through the perspective of the present. Rather exactly. Than the time that you made at the experience level you read. So like, you know, for instance, with me, um, I actually recently looked at some uh, old um, college, you know, videos I did, you know, for sound wise, you know, back uh, five years ago. And, you know, at the time, like I, I was very proud of stuff and I still am, you know, but like, I, I was like, oh man, like I was very limited on like what technology I had with it. You know, it's like, oh, if I just like had my, you know, my microphones that I had for like freelancing, if I only had, you know, my extensive sound library that I have. If I only had like a right. very extensive like knowledge of like editing and pro tools, I'm like, oh, I could have like easily done this crossfade. Or, like I could have easily, you know, use a bypass filter for this part or modulation, like all these things I know now. But looking at from what I had at the time then, like that was still pretty good and impressive. And it was like a learning experience for me. So like, yeah, I've, I've learned, yeah. I've learned to be a little bit more lenient on my past self or like my works that I've done beforehand. But I still get do. I still get critical. I'm like, oh, if I if I can like touch this, get it again, like touch it up, like I can make this like into a masterpiece. Yeah, I mean, the good <laughs> news is though that should also tell you how far you have come. When you can look back on right. a project and be like, I would have done this totally differently, and you see the mistakes you made, it means you learned from them and you got better. So, oh yeah, easily. Uh, that in and itself is a good thing too. Looking back on your work and being, you know, able to see, look how far you came. You took, you took mm -hmm. the, the lessons you learned from that and you adapted them further and evolved them further. And, you know, that's the other thing I want to say is I'm going off topic. We talk a lot of, we talk about a lot of things that are related to film, video, animation, you know, entertainment type stuff. But really for the people who aren't involved in that kind of line of work or, you know, they only have like kind of a interest in it in terms of entertainment purposes, not actual, you know, they're not invested in it in any way. I think this can still apply to other aspects of different careers, different hobbies, oh, yeah. sports, fitness. There's all kinds of things that I think you can apply this this thought process to uh, to yeah. to get better. So one of the big things that has been going on during uh, the pandemic is these things like it's called masterclass, and it's basically you know people who have mastered certain trades skills hobbies professions right. giving advice essentially uh this is really my understanding of it i haven't gotten involved with it it's just from what i've seen on the outside looking in and the commercials that have shown up and yeah basically i you know you can't get better at yoga unless you learn from some tatted up white guy in bali who is doing handstands in between the workouts it's like yeah that seems ridiculous to me right now, but that guy got there because he put in the work and right. he, somebody taught him how to do it. Some, he learned from somebody, you know, whether it was literally being shown how to do it or he got to a level where it was like, well, now I can try to add this into this workflow. I think that's a tough one, though, because are you really going to watch, uh, you know, like Ron Howard 
teach you how to write. Yeah. And then, I mean, it, it's tough because, like, I think I'm a, you know, I think I'm a pretty confident guy, like, in terms of, I guess, you know, my dreams, feeling like I will accomplish them someday. Right. But taking a master class from Ron Howard on how to write, I don't think I'm going to become at the get to the level that ron howard's no i i you know and you know and we can you know debate the you know the efficiency talent versus master class but uh you know because i don't think i don't think it's ron howard basically saying this is how you are you this is how you become a writer as good as me because right. there's a lot that went into him being a good writer. It wasn't, you know, there's things that he right. probably went into him being a good writer that he doesn't even know about, that he can't even put into words on how it came to be. It's just, I think you can learn aspects and elements to help improve yourself and help you find your own writing style uh, and your own voice, uh, if we're speaking through the context yeah. of writing. Well, what do you guys right. think that there is... Like, do you think talent is a real thing, especially in the creative arts? Because I remember the screenwriters for Casablanca famously said, and then I famously misquoted. Oh, perfect. We do that here all the time. uh, (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Something about how, like, they said that writing good dialogue couldn't be taught. Yeah, you have to kind of live it, really. Yeah, or it was just, I think they said something about it actually being like a talent that regardless of how hard you worked at it or tried at it, mm-hmm. you would never be able to write as good of dialogue as Casablanca. Obviously, that guy was a pompous asshole, <laughs> right. if that's what he was saying. But I think the argument's still there that, I don't know, if... I can see it both ways. I can, yeah, I, like yeah. I can see people having... Uh, an inherent talent and I can see people learning up to that person's level um, or even yeah, surpassing it. Right. Um, I think it, I think it is different for everybody. I, I think, you know, I'm, I, I could see it possibly coming down to just, you know, everybody's different. Everybody's wired differently. And some people are maybe just predisposed to being better at certain things than others. And I don't necessarily think that um, it can't be taught. Uh, I just think it might be harder yeah. for some people to get than others. Well, that's what I think is what differentiates all of us here. So, like, you know, we all have the ability to learn something. Yeah. But some people have more, ex- like, more um, receiving ends of what they learn more receptively than other people. So that's what hmm. is where the quote-unquote right. talent comes from. And that's why you have people, like, for example, like, you know, you know, amazing sound editors and mixers out there is because they were able to reciprocate that, you know, more so than, you know, someone else who's trying to like learn into the trade basically, but isn't at the same level. It's like you said, we're all wired differently. So it's, you know, um, different kinds of perception when you, when you like gain this kind of knowledge. So like we all are at that base level where we can learn something. It's just you trying to figure out what you can do with that knowledge when you get it because that's what's going right. to make you different from everybody else. Yeah. And is it even worth arguing whether you have a innate talent for what you're pursuing or not because I mean, you're pursuing it. So It means you have interest. Right. So you you're, want to get Yeah, better. right. Yeah. You're, you're getting Yeah. Yeah. You I could mean, at like, least get better. 
Right. I mean, there's a there's this um, thing actually like I discovered myself, I think, in the past like year or so. And I've actually especially with the um, quarantine stay at home happening, like um, I've learned that I've actually become like a way better cook in my in my experience than, you know, than I ever have before. So thank like, you for the pad Thai recipe, by the way. <laughs> You're very welcome. This he man is a genius. You? It he was did. on Instagram. Yeah, oh. I, I, I was like I promoting it. an Instagram story, and I messaged him immediately. <laughs> yeah, I was like, "What is this recipe?" And I tried it, and it was very good. You know. Yeah. I, I don't, sorry, I don't want to reveal your secret here, and you can cut oh, this out, it, I guess, if you're that. I mean, technically, it's not mine, but oh, you know, right. I I helped make it. But 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 anyways, right. like you know, I I mean, last not to uh, brag or anything like that, but like last night I got this um, two recipes um, that I got from. Actually, this is a great resource. So um, there's this um, thing I've found recently called America's Test Kitchen. And it's like, you know, you know how like the old days of Food Network, like, you know, they had like all these shows that like, you know, teach you like how to cook a certain thing or whatever. But then like Food Network became more reality TV show than actual like educational content kind of way. Mm-hmm. Well, this is kind of like the the good old days of like Food Network, you know, old shows in a sense. So yesterday I got this recipe, uh, two of them was like um, really chewy garlic bread and a meatless pasta sauce mm-hmm. that made it feel like it was like a meat sauce, but there was no meat in it in a sense. Huh? And what's um, in it? Uh, so what was in it was, um, there was mushrooms, garlic, um, um, oh, crushed nice. tomatoes, tomato paste, um, chi- diced up chickpeas, diced up. Soy green. Like green. Soy green. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, but there's like a lot of like, you know, the sauce was like amazing. Like, you know, it just like it was so rich, and like, you know, lots of flavor with it, you know. And um, I mean, I could have easily gotten like, you know, a pasta sauce. And I'm not saying it's not a bad thing either, but I want to, you know, get more experience with cooking and, you know, like actually like, you know, try more into it. And, you know, same thing with the garlic bread. Like I, you know, had like this, you know, um, mixture that I made and I put it on the bread. And actually what, what I did was actually really cool. So like, I actually got Italian loaf bread and I cut it in half. And then once I put the um, the garlic, you know, butter paste onto it that I made, um, what I did was I took two trays. I had one tray of the bread um, face down, and then I had another tray on top of it. So like the weight of the tray was kind of like cementing it even more so, making the absorption of the um, the the butter, garlic butter, like seep in more into the bread itself. And like it was amazing. And wow. you know, like I, once again, it was just. A way to like you know, um, I'll, I'll send you guys the link to this later too. But like, um, it was just like a way to like you know, practice more and like the more and more I try out like new and you know new recipes like this, the more better I get at cooking in a sense. So like, and yeah. I, if you told me that like I would have made that like you know two years ago in a sense, I would have been like, uh, I, I could cook, but like nothing like that. But like you know, the more and more I went into it, the more I discovered that like, hey, I can actually kind of cook. You know, I can actually you know do these things I wouldn't have thought of before. And it was just kind of me dipping my toe into the water of the pool before I, you know, realized in a sense. It took time. It took steps. But, like, you know, eventually I got to a point where I could possibly do even more with this, you know? It's like, you know, I don't know. It's like something new you can discover that you didn't know you could do, basically. It, same thing with sound, too. Like, it's, like, it's just like th- those are my two things, I guess. <laughs> with recipes, I always sort of expect that the – first time i try it i'm going to mess something up oh yeah and and right. i did I always, too yesterday like <laughs> yeah and that kind of helps me with just feeling good about trying a new recipe because it's like 
you're just feeling it out. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. I think the the cool thing about cooking is that I feel like I, uh, you know, I always thought I was an okay cook, and you know, could obviously follow a recipe. But the fun thing about that is, you start to learn how to improvise. Right. And you exactly. start to understand, like, almost feel when you're putting in a certain, um, you know, herb or, or seasoning. Yeah. You know, I can almost like feel like, okay, I know how much about this should be and I can kind of almost taste what it's supposed to taste like when this is done, hopefully. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, but I think that's with everything you, you, you go by the book and then you start to improvise a little bit and that's when you know that you are getting into the territory, I think, of becoming an expert at something. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not some, I'm not, like, you know, I didn't study sports medicine or anything like that. I just work out as, like, a hobby. Uh, yeah. And for health reasons, obviously. But um, something I've noticed when I'm getting into a new, like, fitness program or weightlifting or if I'm trying some new workout or whatever, uh, my first workout, I have zero expectations of any kind of success, of any kind of, like, this is going to be amazing, this is going to be graceful, this is going to be majestic. Right. I'm going to have so much weight on the bar. I don't think about any of that. The very first session is completely judgment-free. So basically, that's, you know, kind of how uh, I, I see what you guys are saying where, you know, it's just good to try something new. And I think you can take it out of working out and if whatever you're, you're attempting. Um, if you just have a first session where you're like, I have zero expectations, I'm going in this to have fun and to try something new. And uh, see what I, you know, see see what it's like. Get your feet wet and get a, you know, idea of what to expect. And then the next time you can yeah. increase from there. And Brandon, it, yeah, and I think go ahead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 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 hard doing this over the you know over, over the, the phone, phone because yeah, you can't pick you can't... up like physical cues like we can when we're in right. like, the studio. You can't do that. Uh, yeah, the you hang your mouth open. Yeah, exactly, man. Yeah, the, yeah. The cue. <laughs> yeah. These, the, uh, these, these I look like cues. a I look like a moron cue. This means I want to talk. <laughs> the 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 mouth breathing stance. Uh-huh. I think people understand. Um, I think people understand what the times that we're in. I think this is acceptable. So I think you're okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I think with uh, like in the professional setting, you you have to be expected to not exactly know 100% everything you're going to be doing because the only way you can learn so many things, I think, is just on the job anyway. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I don't know. I just feel like I put a lot of pressure on myself to be uh, – you know, to be perfect or whatever. I think a lot you know, of people do. Professional setting. Yeah. Yep. And uh, I like to preach advice that I don't follow by myself. I think a lot of people um, follow that too. <laughs> yep. I think that's a common, that common thing too. for people. And uh, Brandon, I just wanted to say that that's pretty awesome that you've been spending time uh, you know, cooking and learning new things. It sounds like... Uh, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, it sounds like you're uh, baking the most out of a tough situation. Oh yeah. It, it, it's been a lot of fun. Cause like, you know, um, before, like, like, like before, even before quarantine happened, I was still kind of dipping my toes into like, you know, figure out new recipes and everything. And, you know, luckily I'm able to share this, you know, and be like, get excited for it because it's like new opening new opportunities for me to go into. Cause like before, you know, the most fun I had like with making food was, and in my opinion, it's still my favorite is seafood actually, because there's a lot of things you can do with fish, you know, 
Um, but the thing is, is like I'm dipping my toes into other kinds of foods and not just like, you know, literally more or less not something like, oh, yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> I'm, Unless just, it's I'm just imagining wine. you <laughs> stirring like Campbell's soup with your toe and then you're like, to- like put your big toe in your mouth. And you're like, mm, good. It is ready. Finally, that is the perfect recipe as you stir it with well, your toe. Another thing he's, <laughs> that disgusting. another thing he's practicing is foot dexterity. Uh, foot dexterity. Exactly. Yes. That's yes. We're all trying to pick up new hobbies. And one of them is just, you know. Uh, picking things up with your feet yeah Yeah. brandon i it's i also feel uh embarrassed because i i actually said you're baking the most out of a good of a tough situation not making (laughs) but it it probably sounded like i said making instead of baking so i was i felt bad because i was like oh okay i i'm not gonna yeah i'm just gonna let him go i'm not gonna be like no it was a pun he didn't he didn't actually want to hear you elaborate (laughs) No, I didn't. <laughs> but then I was like, okay, this is this is this is great. This is good information. This is nice. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So even my puns are suffering because of uh, you know us not being able to be in the studio together. Right. What a right. tragedy. Yeah. Studio. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> we have yeah. Technically, we have three studios right now. Yeah. Don't you think there's enough suffering in the world, Chris? <laughs> 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 we couldn't take a break from it. <laughs> yes. We couldn't have a short reprieve. Uh, nope, not at all. You know, just others spread joy in different ways, Matt. Last name. Matt last name. <laughs> you yes. really love that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think this is a good time to transition to this other topic that you brought to the table. And to be well, honest, hey, you're the you're the uh, host, so. Yeah, he, we're, we're, One of we're, the hosts. we're rowing the boat. Yes, we are. <laughs> <laughs> Even though we have a lot of time during stay-at-home quarantine, we don't have all the time in the world, apparently. But, you know, we try to make the best of what we have. <laughs> yeah, I got to do some yoga um, from YouTube. Yeah, and I got to go cook something later. I don't even know what I'm cooking. Actually, I'm probably reheating uh, last night's dinner, so I'm probably just doing that. <laughs> there you go. Uh, yeah. I have to go um, listen back to this podcast. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> um, but your other topic is actually very intriguing because it actually opens up a lot of questions. Oh. Um, Don't sell it before uh, it's happened. <laughs> oh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm going I'm to like, let it sink in a little bit before we reveal it. We're going to fake it till we make it on the interesting Yeah, exactly. there you exactly. go. Look at that. That's a segment. I see why you wanted that one to go first, though. <laughs> yes, he had that plan yes. the whole time, right, Matt? That's right. This yep. is actually all scripted. <laughs> yeah, um, exactly. We, we have to go scripted, um, and as you can see, yes, we don't have the uh, the talent that you're born with to have a good script. We're still learning. Right, right, right. and even all this part, the, the, we're breaking the fourth wall right now, and. Uh, well, is it a wall in a car or, or like in a, on a podcast? That hmm. that has been this entire episode with you, Matt. Something something here for the listeners is just like the behind the scenes of this episode, this specific episode, is we had a part one and we were so oh, yeah. off topic. We, like we were like supernova off topic to the point and where- And I came mm-hmm. off as so much more likable <laughs> in part one. <laughs> so we had to cut oh, all yeah, that part easily. out. Yeah, we had to cut all that. I really got gypped on this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that we are doing. You know, this is a part kinda... two episode that we're going to turn into one episode because we had so much. We got so derailed the first time with all kinds of different tangents and all kinds of different well, conversations that it was like, okay, we're just gonna. 
condense into one. Chris, you were you were actually like delirious. <laughs> yeah, no, the last one. Yeah, I, you were so giddy. That man. was some some sleep deprivation that was affecting yeah. me uh, from yeah. all the yoga. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, me too. Like it was fun. Um, but I here's just a thought. I'm just gonna throw this out there. I don't know if it might work or not. But here's a thought. What if we release the first recording as a bonus episode where we know ahead of time that there's no context to anything we talk about? I I wouldn't <laughs> I would need to review that episode before of I course. sign off on that. <laughs> why would I why would I upload the raw files, Chris? That seems like a very dumb thing oh, to do. Man. Yeah, man, that would be that'd be the that'd be the the podcast of America that had the most fortitude. We are just releasing the raw files unedited. That's how confident we are. Hey, you feeling brave? Upload oh. the raw files. See what happens. It would be either brave or lazy. Yeah, I think the towards two. the end of my podcast, I <laughs> upload, yeah. started uploading. Them. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, it'd be kind of painful to listen to because it's not like you know um, the reverb hasn't been you know set down or anything like that. So it'd be kind of. Uh, pretty bad to listen to especially in the room that i'm in right now it's a lot of reverb going on so it does make things a little bit more complicated yeah the problem is that my my voice is actually you know naturally sounds like one of those chipmunk uh, uh filters uh, oh so, oh yeah i had to do a lot know. of work to make you sound normal <laughs> yeah so that's <laughs> you know uh, it's just gonna sound weird i think if you upload it normally yeah yeah i i i, I don't know if i like that yeah <laughs> it's interesting because we were talking before we started recording about there being a, such thing as a Michigan accent. And it's funny. Oh yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's funny. We said that because, uh, just a couple of days ago, one of my, uh, old buddies from Texas, he was having like a, like kind of a zoom birthday party and bless his heart over the past several years, he has invited me to all of his birthday parties and Facebook invites. Aww. And no, he knows every single time, dude, I'm in Michigan. I'm not, like, I can't, I can't attend this. <laughs> and this was the first year where it was like, Hey, I can attend this. This is a zoom party. All right. <laughs> so I show up to the zoom party and I start talking and there, I guess there was like, it was a, 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 like a zoom meeting that had maybe 12, 13, sometimes 14 people in there. And yeah. there was somebody who was, I guess, muted. Like they weren't talking the whole time. And once I started talking, and they, it was said that I was still up in Michigan. Uh, this guy unmuted, and I guess this was another friend of his who also was from Michigan. And he, he just straight up mm. said, "Oh yeah, I thought I recognized the accent there. How you doing, bud?" <laughs> <laughs> So we had a moment of connecting uh, uh, across the the country there, apparently, and uh, yeah, picked up on the Michigan accent. So that is kind of uh, also tells me that apparently I sound way more Michigander than Texan these days. So uh, yeah, yeah, that's something. Because yeah, I, I remember, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I remember you saying Chris a while back. Like I think you were talking with our uh, previous guest um, Michael Duplessis. Yeah, like you, know, you you were hanging out with some of your Texas friends and like. Your Texas accent kind of like slowly crawled back or something like that. Yeah. Like, I think you remember you saying that. A little bit. And my <laughs> Texas friends might be like laughing hysterically at this as they're, they're like, man, Chris never had any kind of Texas accent. That was, you know, <laughs> that was like, you know, if, just like a bear. That was Texas light. Texas light light. Like they put two lights Texas at the end. Texas light. Oh, my Yeah. Gosh. Like, so I wouldn't be surprised by that. But it's something that I notice, at least from in my own internal you know, because uh, you, you hear your when you hear your voice on uh, like a podcast or in TV, you you it sounds different. 
because when you talk yeah. like your the vibrations and reverberate through your skull your head internal and it, internal it sounds different and that's why people are like oh wow i can't believe i sound like that i sound so different in my head so in my head mm-hmm. it sounds like i can notice a difference uh where i start to have more of a, a southern drawl um but in i would head, agree it's, it's not Gilbert substantial in my head it's just gilbert godfrey's voice <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for having me on going off topic. I want to talk about faking it till you make it. That's actually pretty good. Yeah, honestly, it is really not bad. I've been t- I've been hmm. taking his master class. Uh, oh, what's he what's he teaching? Uh, hailing a cab in New York City. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, well that that would work. Yeah, he's. But wait, why does it just do Uber? That'd just be a lot more convenient. Oh, uh, what? Uh, uh, well, the nice thing on Uber and Lyft. I could not. Hear. Yeah, but there's so many cabs available now. It's I, even I easier to cab. find a cab. No, that's true. That's true. <laughs> well, maybe easier now too. But you know, uh, just cut that, Brandon. Uh, <laughs> Anyway. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Daddy's Home 2, the movie. Yeah. Yeah. Not Daddy Daycare 2, Daddy's Home. Okay. Hmm. The first, well, I guess both of them. Both of them with, were with uh, Mark Wahlberg and Will Ferrell. Right. Uh, Will Ferrell, really talented guy. You know, love his whatever uh love his mark Wahlberg. what does that mean yeah you know the whole thing (laughs) yeah the thing he does and the the things he's done sure yeah uh mark (laughs) Wahlberg. yeah he's an actor yep um so don't want to insult them or i guess well no it's a direct insult so i'm going to (laughs) directly insult everybody (laughs) (laughs) uh just daddy's home too is a movie that exists. I saw it on TV I don't Does know, it? a couple months ago or something. And I was like, I don't even, like, I remember that the first one existed, but, like, I don't remember hearing much about it. And then I'm watching the second one, and it's just so, uh, like, why does it exist? I know the reason is money, but. Oh, yeah. So, so it's like this thing just came and went and I'm thinking like who went to the theater to see this and is anybody going to think about this movie ever again? Well, we are right now. So is, I know, is this is this but... the, the top is this topic Daddy's Home 2? <laughs> yes. I want to dissect oh. it. I want to pick out the artistic merits of this <laughs> uh this movie, like it's it's just it's just gonna fade into noise over the years, right? And it's the like TBS is that Saturday morning movie? Yeah, is that better or worse than being disliked? Like, oh, maybe this is too I'm maybe seeing, too extreme of it. I'm seeing what you're yeah, doing maybe it's, here. Like, is it better to be just generic and mediocre? Or like bad because it's like you know maybe this is an extreme example, but like a movie like The Room, right, is really like you know f- infamously bad. I feel like I would rather be terrible than just completely mediocre and forgotten. 
maybe. Right. Yeah, I mean, but you put it like that way, like, I mean, look at the movie Justice League that came out a few years ago. Like, to yeah. me, that is, like, the most mediocre movie that's ever existed. Like, in I to be honest, like, the only thing I remember is that the villain was actually, like, just terrible and horrible. Other than that, I don't remember anything else about the movie because like, it was just so oh. dull. It was you so an, boring. Another example is Eagle Eye with Shia LaBeouf. You remember <laughs> oh, that one? I forgot about that. Oh, right. Man. Yeah, like that was, um, that was like right after Transformers, right? Like the first one. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's uh, Shia LaBeouf, Shia LaBeouf. Michelle Monaghan, and oh my Billy gosh, too. Billy Bob Thornton. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, when's the last time he did anything? Uh, I think it was a Fargo series, maybe. Oh, yeah, that's right. I did forget about that. Oh, well, I'm sure he's done more, but that's the last thing yeah. I remember in him. Uh, but it's like there's so many movies like that, and I think it expands also to people <laughs> yeah. like that, like people from your high school or whatever. Right. And I'm sure I, I'm one of – I think everybody is one of those people to different people that, you know, they've path, crossed paths with. Right. But – like, there's just, it's so insulting, I think, to be forgotten versus actively disliked. Because at least somebody's thinking about you. I think it comes down yeah. to what different people value. I think some people true, will yeah. value different aspects of uh, uh, fame or notoriety or, your, you know, whatever. I think there are plenty of people. Of time. Yeah, I think there are plenty of people out there that are more than happy to fly under the radar, to not rock the boat, to uh, not draw attention to themselves. And some people just prefer to, you know, mind their own business. And, to, you know, if that means being forgotten at the end of, you know, the reality is over the course of human history, the overwhelming, overwhelming majority of people to have ever lived have been forgotten. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I think you're probably a more uh probably a more mentally sound person if you do prefer to be forgotten and just kind of yeah. focus on your own happiness uh so this might be a good time for me to say i am totally fine being forgotten <laughs> <laughs> hey well Chris... you're doing a good job <laughs> i was about to say i mean like you're on a podcast right now so i mean i realize there might be every... some uh, uh some contradictions in the method but uh, yeah, when yes. it comes down to it, I do not mind being forgotten. Well, Certain that's a good things, question. Yeah. Why do you guys do this podcast? And why? I mean, I had my own projects too. Like, why do we do these things? Is it more of a way to get our identity out there to somebody, or is it the hmm. craft that we enjoy? Um. Well. Uh, no, Brandon. Before you answer that, we're. We're supposed to be interviewing him. He doesn't interview us. He yeah, doesn't what, get to wait, ask what is us this? questions. Hold on a second. <laughs> yeah, no. we're the host here. You're the guest. <laughs> this is why you hired me to come on this podcast. I'll invoice you later, but uh, <laughs> this is my expertise. Hmm. I mean, I I could answer that. Man, I think I'm going to too because it's more content. So. <laughs> um. Yeah, we're desperate for content. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, Why are you desperate for content? What does that say about your identity? Uh oh. <laughs> See, no, he's doing um, it again. He knows exactly no, what he's doing. We have now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is all part of his plan. Don't fall for it. Yeah. 
Um, but no, but in all seriousness, though, like I, I, I think the reason like we've done this podcast in a sense is because um, initially we thought we had some like interesting things to share, you know, with people. And I don't think it was necessarily right. about like ourselves at the time, but like, you know, like I just feel like at the time I just there was stuff I wanted to share out there. But then, like, I knew, like, going into this, that, like, I'd be doing a lot of audio crafting, like, you know, and um, doing a lot of, like, editing and mixing and recording. So, like, it was more practice for me, in a sense, in my field. So, that way, it gives me more chance to, you know, be comfortable with this kind of setting and, like, you know, do more with it, in a sense. So, yeah. at least on okay. my end, that's why I've done this podcast and continue to do so. And also because I, I like doing it. It's fun. Like, I get to be myself and not worry about like having an image in a sense or like, you know, I'm portrayed in a certain way because, oh, well, you know, I'm absolutely portraying an image right now. This is not <laughs> the genuine me at all. <laughs> in fact, my name isn't even Matt last name. What? <gasps> That's what we have on, on no. The, no. the thing. It's an oh. alias. I know. Social Damn. security number I gave you was false too. I'm not <gasps> sure why you asked for that. Do you ask all your mm. guests for their socials? Uh, just just uh, the ones we next really question. like. Uh, okay, understood. Um, hmm. uh, as as for me, uh, I basically joined going off topic uh, because Brandon really needed somebody to make himself look even better uh, in comparison <laughs> to. Uh, so that was he. I, I was the first call. Apparently, he made. He was like, "Hey, you. I really think you could make me look." pretty good chris uh by comparison you know what maybe we need to address this because i can't keep hearing you self-deprecate so much i think i particularly give you a lot of <laughs> i have several people in my life who but give me a lot of crap let's let's clarify that chris is a great guy both of you guys uh, are. yeah well thank oh, you i'm not even shucks. gonna make a joke about matt it. last name oh, that you. that nah. is that was you should so get yeah I know. I know. It was a really nice thing to say. You're welcome. You know, this yeah. actually kind of, uh, this this is going off topic. Get a lot of this guy. <laughs> I take back everything I said. <laughs> but that actually brings up something that I've actually been wanting to talk about. I'm sorry to kind of hijack uh, your, your uh, topic here. Please do. Mm. It wasn't very interesting <laughs> to begin with. But <laughs> I find it so, this is just me personally. I have such a hard time processing compliments of any kind. I don't know what to do with hmm. myself. Oh, yeah. I don't know what oh, to do with my face. Yeah. I don't know what to do, how I'm standing. Yeah. Am I standing right when I'm getting complimented? Should I not cross yeah. my arms? Should I cross my arms? Should I look away? Should I look them in the eye? Should I look up above or is that too cocky? I mean, what do you say back? Oh, thank you? Does thank you sound like it's just kind of a crappy generic answer? Do you need to return a compliment? What is what is the correct tr- way to respond it, to a compliment? I usually try to the shift person. the credit to somebody I else. I think that's a popular method. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I yeah, think usually also, the person who I stole the yeah. work from. But yeah, <laughs> yeah, because if it's like a stranger, you know, just saying like a thank you is just good enough or like or uh, or something. I don't know. Like I guess it depends on the stranger too, because like you yeah, know, I think yeah. yeah, like a genuine thank you if you really are like sincere about it. Yeah. And obviously, like, if it's, like, you know, a family member, you have a different reaction to that. Or, you know, a significant other. Or, you know, 
something like that. Like even like a work colleague. And I'm not talking about just like on looks anyway. I'm talking about like all sorts of like, you know, compliments, you know, like, like, oh, that was a really good job you did. Or you're like, oh, I really appreciated that work you did. Like, oh, that animation was really slick, you know, and I guess it just depends on like what your mood is too in that day too. Because like if you're like in a generally good mood and you like get a compliment, like you're probably going to receive it a lot better than if you were like kind of just like in a normal, you know, um, mood or just, you know, um, in a bad mood in a sense. So I, I, yeah, there's second. like lots of variables. You guys are receiving compliments. <laughs> <laughs> uh, just the ones we pay for. Yes. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Just the I, ones you think? write in the iTunes reviews. <laughs> hmm. Yes. Uh, about that. No, I I just find it interesting because it's something that I think about a lot, and I'm sure there are other people who might feel the same way. Where just breaking down the psychology of how do you respond to a compliment? Is it you know? Is it normal for people to struggle with it? Is it some for some people? I'm sure it doesn't even. It's not even a thought in their head where it's like. Someone just complimented me. Oh, yeah, that's right. Thank you. Uh, of course, I I am good at this thing. You know. No, I want to assure you that if you struggle with a lack of self confidence, it is abnormal, and you are in the wrong. <laughs> <laughs> it's you. <laughs> we are the virus. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, I was also going to say too, is like, you know, there's some people who have like a lacking of self-confidence, you know, and, and they're like, you know, their image or like how their personality is and everything. And they're really down on themselves most of the time. And obviously, you know, it is subjective, like how people think about this as well. But I was going to say that like, you know, most people generally have a higher favor of you than what you have, what you think they have of you in a sense. So like you're generally more liked by people than what you think, unless you're a complete you know, garbage human, then, you know, that's something completely different, but, you know, obviously it's, you know, um, what you think about it in itself, but, you know, just to kind of be like, you know, Hey, don't be too hard on yourself. There are people who generally do like you and, you know, you're not forgotten, you know, like people do. Yeah. I think, well, it's either that or they just don't really care. Exactly. Well, I think that's it. I think that's actually great advice until you make it. I think that's great advice for anybody who is ever feeling self-conscious in a public space uh, to just think about the time you're ever in a public space, how often you think of anybody else around you in terms of like focusing yep. on everything they do. I don't mean like that's yep. going to be a problem <laughs> for me. I think I fixate on the people who are acting weird. Really? <laughs> See, <laughs> most of the time it has yeah. to be really weird for me to be like, oh, that was kind of weird. Uh, otherwise, I'm just too busy focused on not being the one who's doing something really weird, you know, not it's like, oh, am I walking really weird? I feel like I'm walking weird, you know, <laughs> you know, I feel people like are pretty, I think for I the feel, most part, focused that, on that's how why they call doing. you. Yeah, they call you Weird Walk Chris. Weird Walk so Chris. Like yeah. You're concerned about Chris Cross Chris. Walks like Shaggy for Chris Cross Chris. <laughs> Combination of Chris Cross and Shaggy from uh, Scooby-Doo. That's the walk. Yes. <laughs> I was going to say, like, the mentality of, like, people thinking, oh, people are always, you know, thinking about me and judging me and everything like that. Like, no, honestly, think about like high school teenagers in a sense. They're always self, you know, conscious about themselves, thinking about themselves inwardly in a sense. And they don't care about anyone else around them. So if you have that thought in your head, it's like, you know what? Most people don't even think about others. They just think about themselves. So I guess that's one way to be like, you know, if you're walking down the street and people like give you a look like, no, they're probably not even thinking about you. Did we? <laughs> they just look in your job. Yeah. I know, I know we're called going off topic, but did we seriously jump from 
to be remembered versus bad to self-confidence, <laughs> self-image topic. <laughs> I mean, you kind of yeah. did, did that. Hijack you hijack it. It. I did hijack I did, but it's just kind of <laughs> impressive that yes, it we did. really, you know, took on a life of its own. On the couch therapy with Chris Kemperman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Sorry, ar- armchair therapy. That There we go. Yep. Yeah. Fake it till you make it. See, that's right. Not only- as I said that, and you you're saying that, I'm like picturing you like leaning back in your like swivel chair, just like you know, yep. Oh, with the director <laughs> hands, like with the director hands yeah. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> that's that's the best way to uh, make people think you know what you're talking about when you don't. Is you put your hands up in the director hands. So for people who don't know what the director hands are, it's you've you've seen it on TV or when supervillains talk. It's basically where you put your hands together, but only your fingertips, only the tips of your fingertips touch, and you just sit there. And it's better if you slouch too, because if you slouch, it looks like you're coming up with something. And that's that's the director's hands. That's it. Just makes you look like it- you're more. Uh, on top of the topic you're talking about than you really are. You're faking it until you make it. So we're doing the opposite then by like being going off topic. Anyway. Uh, That's a uh, drop. <laughs> uh, Chris, is it a pun if I say that's a good tip? Because the tips of your fingers? Mm. Or is that too... Mm. That's that's a bit of a walk to get there. Yeah, just just a wee bit. I mean, Chris might like it more, but I don't know about that. Or I could just say that that was a really good pun and just oh you know, oh, so like it. a self high five. Yeah, that goes over pretty well. Typically, <laughs> <laughs> I love self high. Did Matt last name just self high five himself? <laughs> you can't think prove so. it. Wow. So when we're we're talking about entertainment in terms of. Uh, like movies, like we'll, we'll say movies, for example, because that's easy. We fall back on movies all the time on this show. Uh, Classic. And it's hard. I, I hope on your other episodes, too. I mean, not trying to insult the people that work on the movies and all that. Too. Of course, yes. It's usually yeah. a big you know, business decision, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I, you know, I sometimes wonder if when we talk about this, that can't also be described as, you know, like cult, cult classic movies or movies that were received poorly and then became famous over time. It's a wonderful right. life is one of them. Yeah, you know, uh, and we kind of, you know, touched on this a little bit with uh, Talon on the last episode. Um, but I think that's kind of falls in line with kind of what you were getting at, Matt, where the generic movies typically just fade into um, the background and the ones that were making yep. some kind of statement of some kind. So I guess it also de- depends on how we define, you know, bad versus controversial or, sub- you know, what what we mean by that. Um, if it was shocking for the yeah. time, uh, you know, and I think right. that will help shape um, whether something has lasting value in society or it doesn't. Um well, I got one um, that like it's a common pattern, and I think you guys might agree with this. Um, but I feel like the one type of like genre in like TV, well, not really TV, but I guess like movies mostly, or you know anything like that, is comedy. I feel like comedy is more forgotten about than any other piece of like you know entertainment in a sense. So think 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 back to like um, yeah, I'd say the two thousands. Um, when you think of some of the most of, of comedy movies, you think of the ones that took risk. So 
let's say, um, uh, let's go with uh, 40 Old Virgin, for instance. Or, um, right. Uh, Trying to think, of, I'm trying to think of like another one. Um, knocked up. Uh, I'm just hanging out of top movies. The Hangover. Yes, there, there we go. The Hangover and the Four Year Old Virgin. They took risks. They did something different, and because of that, they're more memorable be, uh, based on that in a sense. Now, if you think about you know some of the other comedy movies of the 2000s, like you know Euro Trip, Semi Pro, or <laughs> um, Along Came Polly. Like I don't even remember most of those ones except Semi-Pro because that took place in Flint, Michigan. And, you know, that was close to my hometown. So, you know, there we go. But that's the only reason why. Right. <laughs> if I didn't live near there, I probably would have forgotten about it, to be honest. Um, but, like, I feel like comedy, it's it's so much in the present that if it's not, like, you know, enjoyed at that moment, it becomes stale and left aside in a sense. So unless it takes risk... And I guess that applies to anything really, not just comedy in general. But like, if it doesn't take risk, if it doesn't like ask a question or you know make a statement, it I think it has a risk of being more forgettable than anything else. Right. But do you set out to take risks? I mean, well, that's, that's I don't know. Question, I, I mean, do you, yeah. Do you think like forty year old virgins Apatow, right? Yeah. So, do you think he set out to? You know, make this um, raunchy. Con- Although I, like, I don't know. I mean, it wasn't really the first of its kind either. Right. No, there was there was um, there's some about Mary. I think was kind of like the first one, but that was like late nineties. Yeah. I think. Yeah. Right. But you know, it just seems like something stuck, and it probably has to do with the fact that you know Steve Carell was just starting out, and like that was kind of his yep. first. I think he was, was he shooting that at the same time he was shooting the first season of The Office? Yep, he was. Yep. So, and now we look back on, you know, his career, and so that becomes a big uh, stepping stone for him, right? Yeah. Right. So there's all these factors into whether or not they become memorable, but in the case of something like Daddy's Home 2, you you have... Will Ferrell and Mark Wahlberg. God, I hated this goddamn movie. <laughs> you have you have the two of them who are I don't know maybe not the absolute height of their careers, but still right. definitely very successful and like still doing movies frequently. Mm-hmm. And it's like, uh, what the hell are they even doing with this thing? It's like they knew it's not gonna. It's not going it to take a paycheck. any risks or anything. Yeah. And that's fine. Like, I respect that. Like, take the money. That's oh, fine. Yeah. But, like, it just seems so sad to me that, like, we're so caught up in, think of a different movie they could have made in the same time that would have been oh, yeah. better. Yeah, there's just so it's much like, potential just kind of, like, this... gone. <laughs> Because, like I said, I totally forgot there was a second Daddy's Home. Like, I, I honestly forgot about it. Like, you know, yeah, I didn't, I, I knew the first one's existence, but I didn't even, like, watch it or anything like that. But, like, I think, you know what? No, I did glance on it one time. Like, it was on at a gym I was at, and, like, I, it was <laughs> muted, and I didn't care. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And I, I don't, I mean, not that I can make anything better, but it's just. No, no, you so, can <laughs> I mean, I don't I just don't know what the point is besides money. And is it like 
Well, I'm sure we've had this conversation a million times. Just like, you know, do you have to be uh, so dedicated to the art every time, you know, or something just a paycheck? Like, is that okay? Mm -hmm. I think it's okay, but it's just funny that it exists and no one's ever going to think about it ever again. (laughs) (laughs) Right. Well, so here's, here's an interesting other side of it just for the sake of you know, argument. Um, of course. If all of our entertainment was only stuff that took risks or was controversial, uh, I think that would be kind of heavy on the system over the course of time. Sometimes, I got to admit, yeah. it is nice. If, if, like, for example, when I'm going to bed, I'm not about to put on some kind of depressed i'm not about to put on the green mile you know i'm not gonna put on a stephen king movie or anything like that i'm not gonna do anything that's got some big social critique or commentary or any kind of depressing thing i'm putting on family guy i'm putting on something i'm putting on nailed it the netflix cooking show where they just (laughs) they have a bunch of average people try to bake cakes that they have no way of making like i watch something that is going to be light easy that is one, going to help me go to sleep. Two, it's going to get me in a state of relaxation where I can just, I'm not thinking, I'm not stressing about things. I'm not having an existential question presented in front of me or having moral or ethical questions put in front of me. I'm watching a bunch of average people try to bake a cake. And that, yeah. from so I can understand where if we're looking at it, well, what was the point of even making a show like that to begin with? and Or, you know, I, I think it can just be as simple as sometimes it's nice to just turn your brain off, if you will, and just yeah. watch people goof around. Yeah, because yeah, I also had a thought, true. too, when you were saying that was because, like, you know, if everybody took risks and, like, you know, became, you know, like, oh, trying to step up one, one another. Yeah, eventually you um, get to a nothing point. Nothing yeah. would be, you know, risky anymore. Like, it, it's like, oh, yeah, it's all muddled. It's all questions. If everything's like, risky, nothing's risky. Right, exactly. And right. if everything's common, nothing's – yeah, it's, it's just like, you know, it's a uh, double-edged sword, I guess, because, like, you know, there's both benefits to it and both, you know, detractions as well. So it's like, you know, you can do what you can with it. You know, they're both necessary in a sense. And you eventually get to a point um, where you can't even – yeah, like it's a game of one-upping the other studios in terms of controversial. But then – then yeah, you get to a point where you you run out of stuff. There's there's even less stuff to get controversial because once everything is covered, it's like well, okay, there's just nothing left anymore. Yeah. Plus, nothing's original anymore, and even saying that isn't original. <laughs> or even like yeah. The conversation the conversation about what's original. Yeah. I mean, everything's going to be based off of something, and not yep. everything has to be a masterpiece. Yeah. Obviously. Exactly. So, for the sake of argument, that's just the case I present forward on why uh, uh, Daddy's Home 2 might be out there, is uh, for people like myself to watch right before I go to bed with no expectations. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, I mean, I guess people saw it in the theater, you know, with their families or whatever. It's just, uh, you know, it's like a popcorn movie or whatever. I'm sure there's a few laughs in there. I mean, exactly. Also, I think it's... I also think it's kind of like a middle school kind of movie because like it's PG 13, but it's not too crude for them. So, you know, it's more right. teens are probably going to watch that movie or like, you know, preteens. So there is an yeah. audience with it, you know, 
Because I, I remember, like, back in the 2000s, I was like that. You know, like, I watched some of the mediocre movies out there because I could. It's like, oh, I went to go see, you know, something new. But, like, it was very much common amongst, like, other comedies and other action movies at the time. So, you know, um, obviously my tastes have changed, you know. But um, <laughs> I do I do like to um, listen and watch stuff that isn't necessarily, like, you know, always high morale. So, you know, like, I, I like to have, you know, like, my um what do you call it uh comfort viewing i guess you can say (laughs) oh yeah for sure that's like a whole market that doesn't really get talked about hmm yeah yeah maybe they yeah that i didn't think about that 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 is probably something they come up with like okay what's the next thing that people can like just like binge or like you know they can like you know relax to or in a sense do you think that's something they set out to do oh it's yeah i think so i could see that being its own niche its own genre in and of itself think of actually how hard that must be yeah exactly because it's you know different for everybody i i think it probably builds from just simple brainstorming where it's like well what's something people like People like cooking. Okay, right. well let's let's do cooking. Okay, what if what if for yeah. the cooking it's like people who aren't actual chefs cooking? Oh, that could be funny. Yeah, let's do that. Let's run with that. Yeah, because like I was I was gonna say, um, if we're picking up on that idea, I think it's a, a definite certainty that they've that the marketing people thought of that you know a long time ago, if not like yeah. decades ago, in a sense. Because um, like even before our more comfort viewing of content with like streaming and everything like that. I feel like they've been doing this for a very long time. Cause like, uh, if you look at Bob Ross, you know, you know, PBS, or there was this, um, Oh, I forget his name, but it was this chef from like, you know, that was Creole from like Louisiana. He had his own show. That was kind of like a Bob Ross of like cooking food. It's actually actually a good show. It's on YouTube. Um, but I forget the guy's name, but like, you know, stuff like that, that's more like, you know, relaxing or you know just like something you can like put on in the background while you do something or like have a party or get together or something like that so playing like, dnd you know it's yeah or playing dnd like like we do with bob ross so you know yeah <laughs> um but yeah because like it, it's definitely something they probably considered at one point if yeah. not always i mean we don't know anything Oh no, we're, we we say we're qualified <laughs> and authentic yeah. but we we don't know hey. the only thing we know so, is that we know nothing that right. is correct <laughs> Um, yeah, but to go back to the whole debate here, is it better to be disliked or forgotten? I think I'd rather be disliked. I mean, like it, when it comes to like the content, because um, at least it's memorable in a way. But at least you're also, leaving a mark of some kind, right? A legacy, right? You know, and that's you know, it's like the um, oh, what do you call it? Uh, it's like the pencil like you know how like some like back in high school you know, like there's kids who throw pencils up at the ceiling and they would stick like that yeah. hole will be there until they replace it it's like you yeah. left your mark you know it's not a good mark but it's there though like you were there at one point <laughs> to an extent though i guess like obviously if it comes to work then sure but if it comes to like you're a dictator or something like well, well, yeah 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 i don't want right. to be noticed if you know i was under like a regime <laughs> or something <laughs> right i think that's kind of uh i think that's common knowledge i mean i, I hopefully no one's that stupid oh, but I, uh, I don't know yeah. about that brandy you kind of got that streak in you <laughs> thank oh, you boy, Fa- someone finally says it <laughs> it's so it it's the so open. oppressive working with this guy let me tell you my gosh he just it's actually oh, really? concerning he rules, he rules I mean, with an iron be, fist 
We're going to look anyway, back I on think this that's time. about all the time we have for this. <laughs> <laughs> See, I, I, would, yeah. I would go with Forgotten uh, just because the stuff I do, um, from let's say from an entertainment perspective, uh, I, I do for, for, for me because it, it brings me personally happiness and a sense of purpose and a sense of fulfillment, and that's enough for me. Um, what people decide that I do, uh, is not in my business. If, if people decide that something I've done is memorable in some way, that's for them to decide that's not for me. It's just, that's how I think it, that's how it gets dictated. I think, you know, if you set out to be memorable, you're probably, you know, destined most likely to not be memorable. I think that, you know, other people, other people are the gatekeepers on if you're memorable or if you're not. In terms of your work right, and everything. Yeah. But when I was saying earlier, like, you know, I wasn't saying like I was seeking out to be memorable kind of thing. It's just like I'd rather have that just happen naturally than like have it happen like, you know, that's my goal. Like no one well, I, I no one sets out to win awards or, or like accolades of some sort. You know, people who do aren't gonna get those. Like, you know, if that's their first thought that comes in mind, you know, they have to focus on the work they do and the, you know, the effort they have into that work. So, you know, just like having the thought of like, Oh, I want to be remembered, you know, for all these things, like then why are you, so that's your reason for doing this is just, you want to be remembered. Like, you know, people aren't going to look too lightly on that basically. Yeah. I think you just got to enjoy what you're doing on a practical level, you know, yeah. like do you actively enjoy the act of doing it? Not necessarily what comes of it. Yeah. And in that case, doesn't matter if you're, mem- you know, if you're remembered or forgotten, as long as you're proud of your work. Yep. Oh, that's a good. That's good. Yeah. Exactly. As long as you're proud of your work and you're proud of what you've done, then that's good on your part on on the whole thing. Like you know that if that makes you happy, then then that's fantastic. You know. Um, but obviously, that could be subjective as well. You know, that's so. <laughs> well, I mean, that's <laughs> it's you know, a- <laughs> it'd be interesting to bring back famous painters who've passed away long, long ago and, or famous musicians and be like, Hey, that song you did, it's like so popular now, or Oh, that painting, like it's hung all over different museums all over the world. Uh, it'd be interesting to get their reactions of if they thought that was happening. I would, I would be willing to bet most of them were like, well, I'm doing it cause I like doing it and it's fun. And I feel like I got a decent, uh, aptitude for it. Um, and then people yeah. take it from there. You know, people get to decide what's memorable and what's not. Yeah. You know, there were, we're all just there was actually specks oh, of sorry, dust. Go. What was that, Matt? Sorry. We're all just specks of dust. <laughs> okay. Uh, we don't have time for the existential existence topic. Uh, that's like, <laughs> this a, is like, that's like a six podcast. part episode. <laughs> I thought this was the time for my quarter life crisis. <laughs> did I read? Did I read the room? Oh, man. I remember Uh-oh. my quarter what life room? crisis. 30 years ago <laughs> yeah same here <laughs> have you guys all had a quarter life crisis yet though or several i was told to have a quarter life nope. crisis i don't think i did <laughs> yeah really? that's the biggest thing i think i've definitely that's had the one. biggest thing or when two. i when i turned 25 it was like oh you're a quarter of the way and i didn't have any like anxiety until people started saying that no once 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 really i've never yeah had really uh, you you go day to day and you're like yes eh, you know just another year but when people are just like, oh my gosh, 25, oh gosh, the clock's a ticking, it, it, you get this added like pressure. Quarters on, yeah, you get this added pressure onto you. That's like, oh shoot, well, I wasn't worried. Now I feel like I have to be worried because you guys all seem pretty worried. 
Well, I appreciate you guys not really relating to my struggle and uh, <laughs> making me feel and like the outsider. Me down. Appreciate Thank you. you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sensitive. Everything's I'm, fantastic. I guess I'm on my own yeah, on this I'm one. I'm sensitive about my last name too. You want to, uh, you know, insult that while you're at it? <laughs> People think it's fake. <laughs> Why? So Just because it's called last last name? Yeah, I, I don't think that's fake. I think it's pretty legit. Like that's that's a cool last name. Last name. You know what Look I mean? Look it up. It's Go real. It. <laughs> it's Italian. Last name's Italian. Huh. I I never knew that. <laughs> Can't you tell by the spelling? Yeah, anyways, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, but 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 for real though, um, I think in a in a nutshell over this, like I guess it's literally up to the listener what they decide on this too, because there really isn't a right answer about the whole like disliked or forgotten because. It really just depends on the situation, the person, the person's feelings, the person's work, the person's, you know, location, blah, 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 finances. There's a whole lot of things into account. But imagine that another episode of going off topic ending with the conclusion that everybody sees the world differently. It's all subjective and just do the best you can out there. The classic Brandon. I, I, that's how <laughs> there's 17 layers of like irony and meta going on here. And can't yes. really keep track of it. That's that's the game plan for us is so that you eventually lose track and you forget about it. The yeah. readings are off the charts on the fourth wall breaks. <laughs> I don't know how you guys stay so positive. Seems like every conversation ends with just a nihilistic like. Uh, guess it doesn't really matter in the end. <laughs> <laughs> how's life feel for uh, you it's nah. all the andy caps hot fries i eat they keep me pretty happy and pretty optimistic this podcast makes sponsor. me happy so i that's kind of like what makes me going so <laughs> there you go yeah as long as well, episodes made are me report, happy recorded. too yeah oh <laughs> but you know what makes me even happier Knowing that these listeners finished all the way to this episode, that makes me even more happier. And I want to thank you for joining us on this episode of Going Off Topic. Um, and also thank you, Matt, last name, for coming on as well. It's always having a pleasure having you back on, even if it was for a second round of uh, recording the same episode. Well, you know, when you guys begged me to come on here, I was happy to oblige. So I appreciate third, it. Third host, Matt, last name. Remember that, folks. It's going to be a, it's going to be a common one. Yeah. I'll be a series regular. Chris will be a, yeah, you know, occasional guest. Uh, I'm gonna be, occasional. I'm gonna be the yeah. season one character that was prominent and then suddenly oh disappeared in season two. You're, and uh, did not ever you're, come uh, what's it? And uh, Parks and Rec, Dan. Yeah, yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> I'm a Dan. Oh, talk about being forgotten. You oof, yikes. Oof. Now you guys are great. Thank you guys for having me. You guys are. Awesome dudes, and I love the podcast. Well, thank so. you. It oh, was great having course. you that, on again. That means a lot, man. Thank you. See, like, and look, that's how, like, that's how we compliment uh, for our podcast. So there we go. Once again, going back around what we've had before. Yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah. But I think you accepted it very well. Thank you. I think so. Perfect. Too. And it was genuine too. Uh, so uh, perfect great. way to end. It. So Matt, do you uh, have anything you wish to plug at all while you're on here with us? Well, since we did talk about animation and talk mm-hmm. about work a lot, you can see. My motion graphics work at newt number three dot motion on Instagram. That's uh, number written out and then the number three. And uh, if you want to check out any of the work that I've done, and you know, you can see if I'm faking it till I make it, or if I I'm making it, <laughs> am 
And well, you are it. making yeah. it. You are literally so. making the animation. So I am literally <laughs> making it. I yes, can't possibly yes. fake that. <laughs> so yeah, you can check me out there if you're interested. Awesome. Perfect. Yeah, we'll we'll put that in the description so that uh, thank you our listeners can check it out as well. Um, but yeah, awesome. Well, thank you again, listeners, for checking out this episode of Going Off Topic, and we hope you join us for the next one. Have a good one, folks. Arrivederci. What's the uh, what does Ezio say in? Uh, oh, when like when he actually acquiesce de pace. Oh my! Yes, rest in peace. That's what we're going with. Because isn't that what that means? Like it's after he just like got somebody, he just knifed somebody, and that's what he says. He whispers that into the ear as he stands over their body. That's how we're gonna end the episode. Requiesta in pace, rest in peace. It feels like that kind of episode. <laughs> Hello, listeners. Thank you again for checking out this new episode of the Going Off Topic podcast. If you like this episode or hearing our lovely voices, go ahead and give us a five-star rating, a thumbs up, or a positive review on all our podcasting platforms, which now includes Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, and SoundCloud. For more information or updates about the channel, go ahead and check us out on Facebook or Instagram. Chris and I want to thank you again for listening to this Going Off Topic. We hope to see you again on the next episode. See you around, listeners. Do we need to do a clap? Would you like a clap? Sure. Would why you not? like a clap? Clap on. Three, two, one. <laughs> F- I'm always early. <laughs> All right. I'll do it on time. that. I'll do it on that. Sounds good to me. <laughs> All right.